We are up to and we were talking about Purim, we were talking about when you have two others, which other is the preferred one to read the Megillah, and we passed the second other, because we're bringing the Gula, we uh, like to you know approximate one Gula to the next. Now we're going to talk about Megillah's Esther itself, which is quite interesting. Says the, says the Gemara. Omar Rav Shmuel by Yehuda. Rav Shmuel, the son of Rav Yehuda, said the following. Esther sent out a message to the Chachamim. I want that Purim to be turned into a Yom Tif. And I want also that they should read the Megillah. If you read in the Megillah, the first letter that was sent out was sent out purely by Mordechai. The second one, it says, So she was the main driver. That's the one that became... That was legislated. So she sent a letter to the Rachamim. She did. That's why it's called Megillus Esther. She's the one who really advocated that it should become part of the of the Tanakh scriptures. You want the Goyim to read the Megillah and see how we, you know, were successful over the Goyim. We're going to create anti-Semitism. Reminds me when I came to Caracas, Venezuela, when we came a group of Shulchan, we were like the first we were not like, we were the first group of young men who wore yarmulkes in the street, sisters and all that. For the first few months we were there, practically every car that had Yidin in the Ashkenazim would pull, would stop the car in the middle of the road and yell out in Yiddish. You know, what do you have to come here for and bring Hitler with you? Exactly what we saying here. Simar also was scared. What, you want to antagonize the Goyim? Shokhalem, she sent back to them. Everybody knows, there's no secret. We're already recorded in the history books from Malchim, Modai, Uparas, and this is what happened, which is said in Megillah. All this is written in Megillah, but interesting, today we cannot find it in any of the historical documents of Malchim, Modai, Uparas, the story of Purim. Rav and Rav Hanin, Rav Yech and Rav Chaviv, these four Amoroyim. Master, others say, Master, Bekul, say, Moyke, Hayizuga, and whenever in Seder Moyet, which is what we're learning right now. We bring down these, these pairs. Sometimes, some people take out and put in their And this is what they write. She said to them, I want you to record the story of, of Esther, the Megillah's Esther, and make it part of the Tanakh. They said back, we can't. They said there's a posik where it says, I already wrote three times. And three times, not four times. Now, as the Machlech is Rashi and others saying what Shlein Melech was referring to. Some say he wrote to himself because he wrote Kehelis, Mishlei, Shirashirim, and like that's enough, he can't add any more books. Others say we're talking about actually about the story of Mechia Samalek. You can only have three times, you already have. You have the story in Bishalach, you have the story, you have in Kiseitse, and, and then you have in Yeshua, and that's it, in, in, in Sefer Shmuel, and that's it. You know, with Shalom Elch, Melch Gog. You can't have any more books. And Haman from, is from Amalek, so therefore we can't record it. Until they found Mikrokosel Betray, they found the Pasuk in the Trader, which says as follows. It says in the Pasuk, Ksoy, right, Zois, this, Zikor, in the memory, Basefer, in the Sefer. So they dash it as follows. Ksoy, Mishnah Trader. When it says, write this, both parts of the Trader. And according to this opinion, Devarim, even though Moshe Rabbeinu will see later that Moshe Rabbeinu said it, said it himself, nevertheless, and, and the other parts of B'Shalach, it's all the same, and therefore it's considered one. So that's one. 
Zikoran is Masha Kosen being written by Shmuel, and we still have one left by Sefer. We still have one more in the Sefer. That will be Masha Kosen Megillah. So they found the remez in the, in the they found the remez in the theater that they could have the Megillah added on. So Zimura, actually, it's a Machlekes Tanoi. Actually, Ketanoi, one Tana says, Ksav Zoy, Smash Kosakan, was written by Shalach. Zikoran, Smash Kosakan, was written by Kisaitseh. I'm sure all that since the Vorim and the rest of the Chobos are a little bit different. So therefore, we separate them. You have one memory is Bishalach, a separate memory altogether is Kisaitseh, and the third one is Shmuel, and there's no room to write it again. Shalashim, and that's it. You can't go any further. Shalashim, and that's it. Rabbi Medea says, no, Dvorim and the Kiseitse and Mishalach is all part of the same five Chumashim, therefore that's counted as one. And the third one will be Megillus Hester. Ksav Zeis Master Kosa can't Uvi Mishatay, that's considered one. Then when it says in the Pasik, Zichroin, Zikorin, that's number two, that's the story of Melch and Gog, Master Kosa Medivim with Shalom Melch, the Basay for Master Kosa Megillus. Omar Abiyah Mishmuel, let's continue talking about Megillus Esther, what Kedusha, little Kedusha they have, Abiyah Mishmuel, Esther, Eina Metamas, Yedayim, we had more Shabbos there, that Yud Chazdav, the 18 things that Shammai was able to successfully bring in, and one of them was that a Sefer makes your hands tummy. What happened was that people used to put, you know, the, 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 the Sfarim, um, they would put, the, what do you call, um, they used to put the Truma, in the Aron Kodesh next to the farm, thinking that it was holy. And what it did was attracted the mice, so attracted some rodents, which started to eat from the Sefer Torah. So they said that the Sefer Torah is Matame, Matame your hands, so they stopped putting food there. So he said, Megillus Esther does not have that level of Kedusha, and therefore it's not Matame your hands. In other words, it's not part of the Kisve Kodesh. Remember the Sava Shmuel Esther Labaruch Kodesh. Remember, does he believe Shmuel not written Ruch Kodesh? Bama Shmuel himself, he himself said, so he says, I'm here to believe that Shmuel, what Shmuel meant was, that it was part of the Kisve Kodesh, but it's different than the rest, that this one was not meant to be written. It was meant to be read by heart. Even though Taste and the Holy Shem ask, it says later on in the Mishnah, you're not allowed to read Megillah by heart. Either this Tana disagrees, this Shmuel disagrees, we'll soon see if he follows a certain Tana. Or Mahatayra, I mean, in, in, as far as Divri Kabbalah, it had to have to be, um, uh, what do you call it? It, it, it should it should be read by heart. But the Rabbana came along and said, uh, you're allowed to write it down because we don't want you to read it by heart. Now, the one wants to know, but, um, okay, so Shmuel comes along and says that it did not have the din of Kisve Kaidish. It was meant to be said orally. Mayor asks a question. Mayor says, "Kahelis ain't a metamisidan. Kahelis has no kedushin. It's written mashleim melech, but machlek is b'shir shem. It comes to shir shem. We have an argument. How holy it is. We have an argument there. And Rabbi Yisi, I'm not shir hashirim. Definitely metamisidan. Shir hashirim shemelchleim. It's from the Eibush. It's very holy stuff. Definitely that's holy. But machlek is because kahelis. We have an argument. What it is." And Abshimah says, Kehelis is Mikula Bishamai. Bishamai actually there says Kehelis is not holy. It is holy. Abrus, Shin Hashirim, and Esther, Metamidaim. But this opinion says Rus and Shin Hashirim. And that's a, definitely they're all holy books. So, so how can Shmuel come along and say that Esther is not meant to be recorded? It's not Metamidaim. Clearly, it says here in the town of the Mishnah, it is Metamidaim. Says he more who the Amr he holds like Rabbi Shua. Rabbi Shua said before it says three and not four, and he counts B'shalach as one, Kiseiti as another, and and the story Melech Agog in, in in Shmuel as a third. So there is no room for fourth. So Shmuel follows that Tana. Shmuel follows Rabbi Yeshua, and therefore it's not from the Kisvei Kaidish. It's meant to be oral.
All it is is the wisdom of Shlema. It's not something holy. They said to him, Is that all Shlema said? That's all it is is the book of his Chachmas. Yes, many more Chachmas. Like Ranema, doesn't say in the positive, was able to get 3,000 parables for one thought. Um, and it says further, I'll tell you, I'll don't write any more than what he wrote. Is that I clear that what? That whatever was was chosen to be recorded is all is all ruch hakodesh, not stam chachmas, because he had numerous other chachmas. My boy, my wife, you know the pasuk. If he came, he'll argue. Maybe he had a lot of sayings. The boy, if to be day loy boy, if it's up to you, whether you want to write that out. Toshma, I'll tell you about God. You cannot write any more. In other words, whatever was written was ruch hakodesh. Was ruch hakodesh. Tanya, the blazer, but it says Esther beruch hakodesh nem. It says, how do we know that Esther is Rukhakadish? So in the previous Bryce, we had an argument, Shimonasi said it wasn't Rukhakadish, and the Khamarang with him said it is Rukhakadish. It's like the previous Bryce he brought, the mayor says that Kehelos is not Rukhakadish, and others say that, um, that Kehelos is a Machlaikis, and um, or not. Says the first, how do you talk about Megillus Esther's written Rukhakadish? What, what are the um, Give me some insights in the Megillah. Or what what proof do you have that there's Ruch Hakodesh there? Seems like a, a, a story. Uh, I'll give you an example. When called him in, he says, "Who do you know? I wonder what do you do to somebody that the king didn't show enough appreciation." Haman said to himself, "Me, He must mean me. How do we know what he thought about? So clear that's Ruch Hakodesh. Kiva says, "No." Esther, I'll give you another proof. Remember, it says, but he Esther Everybody saw Esther fell in love with her. She found him charming. How do we know what everybody thought? Ruchakesh. The mayor says, Esther, it says, became aware of a big sum of was planning. How in the world did he become aware? Obviously, it's Ruchakesh. Says the Gemara. The country, they were having, you know, the Eden were defending themselves against their enemies, but they didn't touch any of the plunder. How, do, how does the Megillah know that all over the world, 177 nations didn't plunder? Must be Ruch We have four different uh, allusions in the Megillah to Ruch says, I have a simple. I would have in that discussion. Now we have Shmuel saying this in Chagiga. He says this usually. A bunch of Tanaim having an argument. Then he comes along and he throws in his, his idea. And he says, that if I would have been there, I would have said something totally different. I mean, I would have said, Milsa da I would have said they were better than all of them. Shnemer says, Kimu Yehudim, that the Eden accepted upon themselves. And we and sometimes we dashen that Kiblu, uh, that the, the, the Eden decided, because my Matan told you we had more shops. That mountain tater was Mekan Medor Abelon Isa, right? Because maybe she lifted a mountain and gave them all trade. Either you accept the tater or Poitek Vodach, and this is then. So they accepted it. But Mekan Medor Abelon Isa had an excuse. We never really voluntarily accepted the tater until the story of Purim, which says, Kimli Kiblu, that they were Makabul, Machakai Mukvar, that now they took it voluntarily, that we're keeping the tater. However, here we're going to ask the exact opposite that Kimu Vikimu. Kimu Lemaila, the Abishta accepted the above, Mashikibu Lemata. We decided to make Purim, they said, you know, I'll accept it and I'll turn it into one Chabdalit Kisve Kodesh. That's why we know if the Abish accepted, that's Ruach HaKedish. So the Gemara, how do we know what's going on in the Maila? Obviously, it was written by Ruach HaKedish. How do we know what the Abish accepted and accepted? That's Ruach HaKedish. Every single proof that, that the Tanoim brought down, you can argue that's not necessarily Chakedish, it's common sense. 
because we'll soon see. Levar Shmuel, but Shmuel, we know here that the Abish accepted Lamaila, but we said that is impossible. Uh, the Leslie Pircha, he's the only one that he can't repudiate. Let's go through them all. Nabalezah, Nabalezah said that Haman said in his heart, you don't need to be it makes sense. He was the most prominent person, most eminent person. And furthermore, he was so generous in what he wanted the king to um, to honor this person. But it's clear that he meant himself. Surely he, he meant only himself. You um, can figure that out yourself without having a Kaddish. Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva, who said that, um, that everyone... You know, everyone fell for her. How do we know that? No. You look at Rabbi Loza. Maybe Rabbi Kiva figured out Rabbi Every single nation that claimed Esther to be one of them. Now, why would they do that? Because they all um, they all found her to be beautiful. So therefore, that's how we know. Nothing to do with Rakesh. And third, I who says that Mordechai found out what Big Summer says, how do you know the Rukhaydish? I'll tell you how we know. Maybe the Father Rabba, the Amr said, Big Summer said, they were from the nation of Tashim, and they spoke that language in front of Mordechai, assuming nobody understood the language, not realizing Mordechai was a Sanhedrin. And remember, we learned that three members of the Sanhedrin have to know so many languages, and he was one of them. What about the last proof, Rabbi Yaisi Ben Damascus, who says that all over the country they didn't touch the plunder? How do we know? Maybe what's it? I didn't look each other. Maybe Mordechai sent messages all over the country to make sure so he can go report to Achashway, look how innocent we are. We didn't plunder, we didn't pillage, not like there's some of these murders that go and they, they that's all they do. But the Shmuel van the Shmuel's argument that the Abish accepts what we did, how do we know? Must be Ruach Kajish. Omar, Rav, Rav says, I know people say, it's better one sharp peppercorn, that's not very big, than a whole basket full of, of gourds or of melons. These, these old Tanoim full of melons and shmuels and amoyed is only a peppercorn. If his peppercorn hits a spot, and the other ones is not that compelling. Rabbi Yasef, Rabbi Yasef said, I'll bring you a proof. That it's Ruch HaKadosh. It will never go away from the Eden. How can you say that without, knowing, without having Ruch HaKadosh? You're talking about the future. And that's the problem today's time. All the predictions talking about the future, they're saying it with such veracity as if it's fact. And people don't understand the difference between a theory and a, a prediction and a fact. Facts are what happened. Future are only predictions. Um, and as you're saying, as soon as they say, that's a prediction. must be Ruch HaKadosh. How can you say that? So it's such an ironclad statement. Same thing. Nobody will ever forget it. Again, that's the Ruch HaKadosh. We're talking about future. Let's go back to, to some of the laws of Purim. It says, singular. Monos is plural. So we learn out. You have to give two different food items to one person, and you fulfill your mitzvah Mishleach Monos. Umatonus levyonim, the both plural. Matonus is plural, evyonim is plural. So we learn out, shtei matonus, shnei bnei You have to give two gifts to two people, there's one gift per person, worth the protein. Now, the Gemara, the whole law of Shlech Manus is the next two lines in the Gemara, but there's so many versions of this Gemara, so that the laws obviously vary depending which version you have. Rabbi Huda Nasiya, first do Rashi, Rabbi Huda Nasiya, Shadulayla Rabbi Huda Nasiya, so they sent. Two Rabbi Ishiya, 
itma, the igla tilsa, a thigh of a third born calf. So that's something, you know, uh, you know, a, a piece of meat. And gadba de chamra and a barrel of wine. So they sent to him, kiyamta bonu, you fulfilled by us, according to Rashi, mishleach manas You fulfilled the mishleach manas why? And Rashi said, because there were two gifts. No, according to Rashi, the Kiddush in this Gemara is that wine, liquid, is also considered a gift. You get meat, raw meat, and wine. <clears throat> That's Rashi's version of the Gemara. Other version of the Gemara is, I mean, Hananel here, you mekayim by us matonus le'evyonim, not mishlechmans. And what do you mean matonus le'evyonim? Because wine does not count. You cannot give a bottle of wine liquid as Mishlechman. It has to be solid food. And all he gave us is one piece. So then the Shami's version is he sent him another full calf and he said, Ah, now you fulfill the mitzvah of Mishlechmanus Ishlechman because he gave me two pieces. And you learn from here two things. Three things. Wine, you cannot give a mashka, that's not count, number one. Number two, you can, um, you can have two pieces of meat. Not like some people say you have to have two brachas. Where does that come from? I don't even know. Not like uh, some, people have to have, some people say you have to have two different kinds of food altogether. It was two pieces of meat, and that was Mishleach Manus. And one was just a part of a calf, one was a, a, a whole, an entire calf. That's number two. Number three, another version is that you says the Ritva. Why Because what you said was not a hush of a piece. My, and now we have two pshat from the Ritva pshat and the mashah. When you give Mishlech Manas, it has, it's not like a prutte when you kiss Sadaka. It has to be something significant, worthy. But according to whose value, the donor or the recipient, is the main, is, is the main purpose of Mishlech Manas the donor's input? Because, or is the main, the main purpose the beneficiary? There's two reasons why I'm giving Mishlech Manas. One reason is because to, to show Haman wrong. Show Abbas Israel. He said, We're Am Echad Mufuzim Afraid of scattered, we're dispersed, we're this discord, and so on. So we want to show them wrong, we're harmonious here, we send gifts to everybody. So that's the two. The other reason is to make sure everyone has for the meal the midst the of Surah's Purim. If the main purpose is for the meal of Surah's Purim, then the main purpose, the main person in this relationship is the beneficiary. If the main purpose is to demonstrate Abbas Israel, then the main purpose is, then the main, um, I guess, protagonist is the donor. So therefore, based on that, depends. The value has to be according to, let's say the donor is rich and the, and the beneficiary is poor. So according to whose value do you have to give according to the donor, which for him is considered chashwa, it has to be an 18-year-old you know, bottle of scotch or whiskey, or is it according to the beneficiary, you give him any bottle of whiskey, it's already chashwa. And that's the different pshat him. So these are four different ways of learning pshat here in the Gemara. Then the Gemara continues. Rabbi sent to Murray Barma in the hand of his of his Talmud and his uh wait, foster child, Abaya, his nephew. Molitaska de Kashra, he sent them a whole sack full of dates and Kimcha de Afshain. Um and Kasa Kimcha Dafshain and a cup full of flour of the of wheat that he um that he it burned when it was still moist and supposed to be very sweet. So he burned flour and dates. We learn from here also Shrachman could be even flour. Does that have to be food that's, that you can eat the way it is? Amal Abayi says a very interesting saying. Abayi says to his teacher, and obviously he the more than just teacher and student relationship, but he raised him. Hash and his uncle. Hash to Amal Mar. You know what Mar is going to say? Once you're a farmer, you'll always remain a farmer. 
If this farmer becomes a king, because Rabbah became the Rosh Hashiva for 22 years, but before that he was just a, an ordinary person. So if a farmer becomes a king, he does not know how to take off his farming clothes or the basket that he wore as a farmer, he's still wearing. You're giving him a present, which is perfect when you were a farmer. But now that you're a king, remember we learned in Rosh Hashanah that, that a, a Rosh Hashiva is a melech, a king. And now that you are a king, you're still giving the same present you gave when you were a farmer. Learn to accept your new office. Learn to accept the, the, the position you're in and behave accordingly. And therefore, you should give a matana according to a malka, according to what you are. Now, Mardi himself is also very rich. So you can't bring it away from here, you know, according to who do you have to bring? Because according to Mardi was rich, he had to bring something chashif. And now, Rabbi, you became, you were catapulted a new position as yeshiva. You should give something that's suitable. Anyway. So he went to Mari, brought him this from Shachmaris, and Mari in return gave him back Shachmaris. What did Mari send back? Mole Tasca design. He sent back a basket full of ginger. Mole Kosa de Papalta and a basket full of peppercorns. And that was Shachmaris. Ginger, it's not even food, these are spices. And he said back to him, that's what Shachmaris. He says, I know, my, I know my teacher, I know my uncle. And you know what he's going to say? I said all these sweet goodies. He said like sharp things. Obviously, there's some deeper meaning behind all this. Not exactly sure. When I left my house of my rabbi, rabbi was very poor. Have a savina, I was full. I was full. When I came there, they brought me 60 plates, 60 platters of six different kinds of food. But when I ate shisin ploingi, I ate 60 different kinds of chicken, and the last item of food they gave me, have a they call it slikeda, pot roast. I was still so hungry, I wanted to chew up the plate with the food. That's how good it was. Omar Abai, Abai, he says, people say, a poor person is hungry, doesn't realize how hungry he is. The little problem with Gemara here is, Abai ate by Rabbah. Obviously, Rabbah didn't give him enough to eat because they were poor. And I came to Mardi, he was very wealthy. He was eating, he was ravenous, and he ate so much. But a minute ago, he told Rabbah in the same story that you're a king and you should give something chashit. But if Rabbah's poor, what do you want from him? What, what, what could he give more chashit than what he gave? He can't afford anything else. So, what happened here? Anyway, Inami Or. Well, maybe in the house of his of his Rebbe, he was too intimidated. All he ate was one plate, and that's all he ate. Even though Rabbi himself, you know, ate lavishly. Inami Or, even if he uh, ate well by Rabbi, Ravchol of famous saying, there's always room for dessert. That um, And therefore, the sweet things, there's always room. No matter how much you ate, that's why dessert comes at the end of the meal. I always thought by a chasna, you want to save money, give dessert first, and everybody will fill the dessert. Who wants to eat afterwards? Shanking um, dessert at the end of the meal, no matter how much you ate during the meal, there's still always room for dessert. What they did was they were both poor, so they swapped their, their sudas purim. And Rashi learns a very mud shot. Rashi learns that one year I invited him. Um, I invited him and joined me in my Surah's Purim. And the next day he invited me and I joined him in his Surah's Purim. And there's two ways of learning Rashi. One way of learning Rashi is there's a mitzvah Surah's Purim to have guests. In fact, Rashi in the Megillah says, when it says mishpacha u mishpacha, that it means that we had Medina, Medina, Ibi, mishpacha, mishpacha. Rashi said there's a mitzvah, doesn't use the word mitzvah, but he says that on Purim, everyone should invite all of their families to come and the Chayda Rashi gets it from right here. 
But others say that we're talking about poor and, and, and he was Yaitzim and Shalachmanus. I just told you the whole purpose of Manus is for Surah's Purim. So, not that I invited you one year and you invite me the next year. I sent you my Surah's Purim and that was my Manus. And you sent me your Surah's Purim, that was your Manus. And we achieved both things. We did Manus and we had Surah's Purim. And, and someone learned in Asher, and Asher also holds that somehow or another, this is what they were doing. They were doing Shlach Manas and Surah's Purim, but somehow they have to try to explain, so how was I to this year if, if I he invited me this year, but I didn't give him back, reciprocate till the following year. Amar of Zerava, the next thing is quite controversial. Mechayiv inish levsumen v'puri, a person has to be intoxicated in a Purim. Adelayodeh doesn't know the distinction between the two, which Big Machlek is exactly well, I mean, how do I understand Pshat? How can you ever reach that stage? Some say it's the gematria of Arur Hamel Baruch Mocha. You cannot distinguish between the two. Others say, or Chassidus Swarmit says, that the two things happen in Purim. First of all, that Mordechai was promoted, became the, the leader, and uh, and so on and so forth. And another thing was that we destroyed Haman. Question is, what's the main yamt of, of Purim? The, the, the removal of the Chayshech or the increase of the Ur? And that's it. If you can no longer distinguish between two and, and philosophize, you know, what's more important, Sumira or Asay Toiv, then you know you reach the level of, of, of Sumer that you need. Rabbi Abzeda, famous story, Rabbi Abzeda, Avdus Udus Purim, they made a Purim Bahadid with each other. Ifsim, they both drank. Uh, they were both inebriated. Come Rabbi Shachter Abzeda, Rabbi came in Shachter Abzeda, the following day, that was he killed him. Following day, boy Rachme, he davened to the Ebishter Bechaya and he resurrected him. Lishana, the following year, Umbele, Nesima, Benabat, so the Purim Hadid, they want to come over and join us. Rabbi invited Abzeda again for the party. Umbele, Abzeda said, Loibucho Shaita, Beshaita, Misrach, Misha, I know you get drunk again and it'll kill me again. And how do I know that next year I can rely you'll be able to resurrect me? So what's the point of this whole story in the Gemara? Big Machlekes. Abena Frank comes along and says, the point of the story in the Gemara is that Rabba is wrong. Rabba says that you have to get drunk, and he would bring it out. Look, Rabba Rabzeid, a great tzaddikim, and yet they couldn't control their drink. So surely he should abolish this whole thing of Mechai of Sumya, and he shouldn't do that. In fact, just, uh, yeah. others say just the opposite. On the contrary, the Gemara is saying here that after this event, Rabbi next year invited Abzeid. Abzeid said, I don't want to go because you'll get drunk again. What do you mean? If this is what happened and they made Abzeid no more drinking, then what's Rabbi Abzeid scared of? Rabbi won't drink. Is a raya, therefore, that the contrary, Gemara is trying to say this is the level you're supposed to reach. And next year, Rabbi did it again. And Abzeid did it, was, it was a bit, you know, frightened. He was scared it's going to happen. Some safer is true, is right. It's an interesting thing that. Rabba was different because the Gemara says in Shabbos of Kufnu Vav, you're born different days, you have a propensity to do different things or proclivity to different things. So it says that if you're born on Shabbos, it's, it's, it's red, Muslim, either become a murderer or a sheikh or a male. And Rabba says, I was born on Shabbos and I'm all right. Now, this is it. Because Rabba was born on Shabbos, he had this tendency to sometimes extract blood and therefore he should have been more careful than others. And he wasn't. The Rambam says that one should um, drink and fall asleep. But Amos says that one should drink and go to sleep. Interesting, they're not saying the same thing. But Amos says you drink, but definitely more than usual, until eventually you come so drowsy and you fall asleep. But Amos says, no, you just go through the motions. You drink more than usual, and then you just put your head down and you go to sleep, not that you fall asleep. Um, yeah, Omar, but his father, Hamsi, took it seriously, and he followed this the way it's supposed to be. 
the Rebbe Rein Chassidus explained Mamorim that what the Rabba Rabba means in Hebrew great, Rabzeda means small. Rabba was a very high level of kedusha. Rabzeda was a small level of kedusha, and he gave so much kedusha to him that Rabzeda passed out. Just like you know the Arba were learning Marchagiga. That Arba Nichas Lepardes, these four great Tanoim entered the Pardes, and there was so much kedusha, there's so much revelation of Hashem that you know one of them passed away, one of them had sugar. Only Rabbi Kiva Nichas Bishalom the Yotzer Bishalom, and that's what happened here. Rabbi made him because he drank extra, drank more. He gave so much giluyim, so much kedusha. Rabbi Zayda passed out, and then the, and then when he revived, Rabbi Zayda says it's too much for me. I cannot take so much kedusha, and that's what happened here. And so on. So you have to learn Tayda before you have your Siddhas Purim. In fact, it says you should, you should learn something and then have Siddhas Purim. So, how come the students aren't here today? So Rabashi to defend all the students says, maybe they're preoccupied with Sulas Purim. Last night. Did you hear what Rabbi said? That Saudas Purim Sha'ochla Balaila the Yotzele Khabasi not yet if he ate it at night. Omalay, so Mamma said, Ah, Rama Rabba Hachi, did Robert Haka say that? Omalay in so Rabashi said, Yes, that's like what Robert said. So he repeated it, Amema repeated it, 40 times to memorize it, and then 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 it's it was like settled in his pocket, then he had it clear in his head. It says the Mishnah now, because we learned in the last Mishnah, there's no difference between other Rishon and other Shani, we learn a whole bunch of Mishnahs to the end of the Pedic, ain't bane, and it has nothing to do with Megillah, and we're going to go into many different tangents till the end of this Pedic. And then we go into, into some agamas about Purim. Ain bain yomtev l'shabes. There's no different yomtev l'shabes. Ella oichel nefesh bovad. Only oichel nefesh alone. We're already having more beyah that this Mishnah only goes to go to b'shamay. B'shamay holds the only thing you're allowed to do on yomtev is things to do with directly uh, enabling you to eat, like cooking, baking, you're allowed to do that. But um, things like carrying in yomtev, you're not allowed to. However, this hill says that you like we say you're allowed to do things directly, you know, benefit cooking, you're allowed to do also ancillary things as well. But this mission says ain't bain, so obviously it's followed by shaman. Says the Gemara, it sounds from here that the only thing you're permitted to do with things directly you deal with food, holy but preparing food, is that a shoving, you're not allowed to do it on Yomtum either. Is Lochida Masdisin, the Lake Abhuda, Mishnah not following Huda, the Tanya, we learned Abhuda says. That ain bain yom to the Shabbos alech nefesh. Abuda says matit at machshil. He holds he's allowed to sharpen your knife. Allowed to do other things as well. My time in Tanakama. Why does Tanakama say only food, not preparation for food? I'm across the pasuk. Who it says in pasuk that you can eat lechol nefesh. Who levada yasalachak? Who this in itself? Who is limiting? Not the preparation of food. But Abuda says it says in Pasi Gasel Chem to you, it's more inclusive. Lachem whatever you need, even you know, even preparing food in order to be able, even preparing things to help you prepare the food. Nami, the rabbis accept Lachem. So we already learned Lachem to you, We learned that you're not allowed to cook on Yomte for a goy. Lachem to you, will come not for your animal, not cook for the meter. Vidachnami Aksib who Lachida says who, which is limiting. Who Xib Lachem says both. So he says it depends. Can be machshidin she'efshalas on yom. Those 
preparation you could have done before Yom Tov. I agree, you should do it on Yom Tov. That's where the who comes in. That which you couldn't do out of Yom Tov, then you permitted the Yom Tov, and that's where the Lachem comes in. The Chachom is saying, no, you're not doing any machshirin, only food itself. But even food itself, as Tazel explains, food that could have been prepared before Yom Tov, and you can do it on Yom Tov. But if, if it would have been better had it been prepared before Yom Tov, sometimes food needs to sit for a while to become really good, then you should not do it on Yom Tov, do it before Yom Tov. Next, Ein Bein. Ein Bein Shabbat Kippurim, you don't do any Shabbat in Kippur. Elabat, Shazaz, Doine Beliadim. Here, the punishment is capital punishment, you get Skila. And here, for Mazid, you get chorus. Even though we have a machlekis, if you allowed to carry on Yom Kippur or not, this Mishnah follows the opinion that says that there is the Easter of carrying on Yom Kippur. When it comes to Tashlumin, they are both the same. In other words, we have a rule called Kamlim B'dinah If on Shabbos, I light a fire and I burn somebody's house down. I don't have to reimburse them for the house because I'm going to receive skillet. Because I'm going to get capital punishment for the lighting the fire, which is a much harsher punishment, it exempts me from paying money. That's called, um, not everyone agrees, by the way, because this is to, one is to the Abish day and one is to that person. So therefore, not everyone agrees. That's called come labor But we hold it is. That's called come labor and give him the stricter punishment. Even if I wasn't warned, there were no witnesses there, so therefore only one witness, so therefore I won't even get the capital punishment. But because I committed a crime that normally deserves capital punishment, it exempts me from paying money. But what about Karis? On Yom Kippur, I burned somebody's house down. What would happen then? Do we say Karis also exempts you or not? So he says here, Holy Tashlumin, it seems from our Mishnah, Zeb Zeshomim, there is Kamla B'dirabana even on Yom Kippur. We're saying the only difference is what kind of punishment you get. But part of, as, part, as far as money is concerned, they both hold your exempt. Must be the author of our mission is money. Must listen. Must follow. He treated Yom Kippur just like Shabbos. Shabbos If you if you commit a capital crime, you don't have to pay. Kippur also. If you commit a capital crime, you're exempt from paying. We learn out that if you. If he hits a woman and there was um, there was no accident, and then the, you know um, and you know the woman didn't die or anything else, you have to pay for the for the for the embryos. But if there was an accident, you don't pay for the embryos because you're gonna get killed for that. Tanas we learned in the Mishnah called Chayyavik Krisa Shalaku. We learned in in a Mishnah that any Chayyavik is when Mark was in the third page of it, that anyone who committed a crime that the, the obligation is Kuris and Loku, you gave them Malkus. In, you gave them lashes, and that was you. They were they were warned. When the witnesses were warned, they said, "You know what you're doing right now? You'll get curses, but also you can get lashes for it." And and the bezin then summoned this person, and they gave him thirty nine lashes. Nif through the krisasim that exempts them from curses. So this is a very important halacha. I'll we'll come back to you in a minute. Shnemer it says, "Benikle achichal enecha." If you give him lashes, your brother becomes equal to you. Kiv shalak adikichich. In other words, he's pardoned completely, and there's no longer any tinge of curses there whatsoever. They were discussing this, this argument there between Rab Hananya and the rabbis, whether you get Malchus on a chorus thing and exemption from chorus. It says in our Mishnah, here you get Kappa Pondra, the Dame Chorus is clearly here that on Yom Kippur, 
there is no human intervention. The only punishment is from Hashem. So it's clearly from the Mishnah here. There is no Malchus by, by, by um, what do we call it? Anyam Kippur, by Chorus. And Aim Isa, if our Mishnah agrees with Chanina, then there's no difference between uh, Shabbos and Yom Kippur. Shabbos, you get capital punishment, a bezin here. Yom Kippur also, there's a bezin that's involved, and they'll give you a Malchus. And the Mishnah doesn't say that. It says, Zeb is doing the Adam, Zeb is doing the Bekaris. Omram Nachman says, no, maybe our Mishnah does not, is not, it does not agree with either one of those two. That maybe, maybe that the friends of, uh, of Rav Chanina don't even argue with him. I. So how come our Mishnah says Yom Kippur is only Karizma Malkuzloka? This follows the opinion of Yitzchak. Pamani, Rabbi Yitzchak, that's Rabbi Yitzchak. And what does Rabbi Yitzchak say? Rabbi Yitzchak says that there is no Malkus. If you're, if the Torah says you get Karis, there is no room for Malkus. Even they warn you, Bezin will not administer Malkus. They say that the Rabbi Yitzchak said there is no Malkus by Chayovikrisus. Any lab which the Torah says the punishment is Karis, there is no room there for Malkus. They were included in the laws when it comes to Arroyas. It says all those who commit any erva, any of, a, of the incest and all that, the, in adultery, their punishment is karis. And then, so why do you have to repeat again that if you have incest with your sister, you, um, you get karis. The karis emphasize that the only punishment is karis if they warn you, even if they warn you. Karis, you don't have to be warned. The Abisha knows exactly what was your, your, your intentions. But even if they warn you, you should know that all you're going to get is Karis will live with Malchus and not uh, Malchus. So therefore, our mission of Yitzchok holds that there is no Malchus by Karis. Rav Ashi says, no. I feel the time of I can tell you that there is Malchus by Karis. Either Rabban agree with Rabchanina, there's Malchus by Karis, and they're only arguing whether it exempts you from Karis or doesn't exempt you from Karis. But everyone agrees there's Malchus by Karis. So how come our Mishnah says that on Pesa and on, on Yom Kippur, all you have is Karis, no, no human intervention? Ze'ik is doing it The main punishment of Shabbos is Kila. But the main punishment of Yom Kippur is Karis. True, the Aiden warned you and took you to court, you get Malchus, that's not the main thing. The main thing is you are you get cut uh, you get cutters. But if you tackle a warned and you got Malchus, you're exempt. Now this is important. This I'll just give you a very quick um, thing in history. After the Spanish Inquisition, when many people ate chametz on Pesach because they were forced to, unfortunately, and many people uh, ate on Kippur because the going forced them. So um, when they left, they went to Holland or Turkey or other parts of the world. They felt that they were going already. They were this. It's too late. So there was a Rav in Tzfas, and Rav Yaakov Rav. He had great students. Or this Yosef was his student, and the Al-Sheikh, the Ariza lived there. All these great tzaddikim. He felt that he was going to convene a bezin, and he was going to say to anyone who made a clarion call, if anybody wants, they can come to Tzfas, confess their sins of Chorus, and they'll get Malchus. And that is going to exempt them from Chorus, and they'll be full-fledged Eden again, and go back and become Shemesh Shabbos and come from Eden. And how do you, how do you, in order to be a bezin, you have to have smicha dating back to Moshe Rabbeinu, but the link was broken, as we know. But he based himself on a Rambam that if all the Eden and Israel, all the Rabban and Israel, decide to uh, appoint someone as the Rav, it's as if they're replacing, they're representing Kali Yisrael, they're, they're linking back to Moshe Rabbeinu, and therefore this bezin has a status of a real smicha, and they can administer this malchus. Is what he did. He had all these Rabbanim, and he gave smicha to Rabbi Yosef. He gave all the great. Uh, people were his students. And, um, but the problem was that he did not include the Rav Rishleim at that time, who was the son of the Ayn Yaakov, and the Rav Levi Mechaviv. 
And he was very upset because he felt that Taita should be coming out of Yishalayim. Even though the vast majority of the Gdoyim Yisrael lived in Sfas at that time. In Nigla and in Kabbalah. The Ramak, the Arizal, I mean everyone. The al the Mabit, Marit. So um, he started fighting with the whole thing. He tried to prove them wrong from the Rambam and, be, and became very, very nasty. But for about 25 years or so, until Maribel had passed away, thousands of people went to his bezin based on this Gemara here, that if you get Malchus, you, you're exempt from your chorus, or it, it completely whitewashes your chorus. You have a clean slate, and you can start all over again. And thousands and thousands of people went to his bezin, and he, um, they did the Malchus, and they were then went back and became observant Jews all over again. Eventually, it stopped after Maria Berat passed away, and the students decided not to continue with it because they didn't want to fight for the Malbach. It was also very big, uh, gone and Sadiq, and they just left it be. It became very personal. If you read the truth of Bach back and forth in Rav, it became, it really degraded into a very personal, nasty fight. I'll just give you one example. The, um, the what do you call it? The, 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 the Marie Berav wrote to Malbach, you were in Spain, and you ate chametz on Pesach, and you ate on your kippah. How do you have the chutzpah to open your mouth and let Torah come out of your mouth and tell us what the Rambam says? And he writes back to Malbach, I was born there by default. I had nothing, no, no choice in the matter. But I promise you, if you would have been in Spain and had the same upbringing I had, you would still be eating chazer out of your, and be running out of your mouth. And so don't tell me well, you know, what I, my mouth should be producing. Anyway, it became very, very personal, very nasty. So the whole thing eventually was dropped. It's all based on this Gemara here and Marcus, that people who get Malchus are exempt from cars. Okay, just a little insight in history.